0: When will there ever be a red carpet again? Find a quiet moment, put some headphones on. Is
1: it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages?
2: I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. <laughs> Let's go.
1: The creators and hosts... The Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call
2: me Ben.
3: I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. <laughs> and I said,
2: I'm not going to call you Ben
1: Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie Comer. Oh, much. How
1: much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go!
0: Hello and welcome to Backstage, Sky News' entertainment podcast. So, we're here. We're in different locations this week. Stevie Wong is in the world's most brown quarantine <laughs> hotel in Hong Kong. Yeah, it but look true. at the views. Look I have buildings views. behind
2: me, guys. Look, it's Hong Kong. Hues <laughs> of
0: brown and beige yeah. in the interior design yeah. of your
1: quarantine. <laughs> you need to get Queer Eye Round stat.
2: Uh, yes, in the next ten more days, I'm going to have to like redo this place or else I'm going to go... Bonkers. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I I was joking that this is going to be like a Lord of the Fly situation that at some point when they open the door, <laughs> like, I may have like just, you know, cut off my arm just for the sake of it because the voices have told me to, you know. So. So, yeah, that is um, I'm heading towards a, a scary place, so please save me with the show. But dear <laughs> listeners, what Stevie
0: what Stevie Wong fails to tell us is that, that he's got various celebrities booked in to talk to in quarantine. He's got the most glamorous quarantine going. Speaking to BTS,
1: are you like, this weekend? Oh, I'm so I'm so lonely in quarantine. Keanu Reeves, will you come and chat with me for a while? <laughs> As you do, yeah, right. right so for some.
0: Claire Gregory's back, Yay! we this. Like it. Mm. Aww, how was your holiday?
1: Oh, it was brilliant, thank you. By the seaside, did lots Ooh. of uh, very seaside things like built sandcastles and went Sandy on the trampolines beach, on the beach. Yeah, Ooh, it was great. It was really, really lovely. Um, and the weather has been quite spiffing in the UK, so uh, we timed it well.
0: Did you yourself partake in a trampoline on the beach?
1: of course yes oh, one has really? to yeah no it's good no it was really good how have you been all right yeah
0: you know i'm the only one that hasn't <laughs> done anything exciting oh no i've spoken to Roddy wood which i'm about to oh yes. tease in a minute so we'll hold that thought should we start the show coming up
1: on this week's podcast lucifer is back and this time he's naked
0: we don't need him
3: hello
2: bad guys if you want a really good indie film check out baby teeth
4: i need to ask you this i'm trying to put some money together to get a bed in the shelter i only
0: got 50.
4: 50
3: that's too much i can't split Twitter. <laughs> uh no 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 50's
0: okay if i give you 50 you have to do something for me and surprise surprise i talked to rolling stone ronnie wood about art covid and get this reaction when I talk about uh, him touring once again. Are you assuming at the moment it is going to be a few years before you're back out on tour or just oh, not?
3: No. Please don't say a few years.
1: Uh, see, you two are so starry. <laughs> Ronnie Wurst. You've been on vacation. BTS, you're going to get,
2: get in on this very soon. You know that's what's
0: going to happen. Do you it's think? Been, yeah. I seem to get the old, older celebrities. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Wong just hangs out with the young, pretty ones. <laughs> and I haven't got anyone. Celebrities,
1: no. hit me up. I, I Need some
0: celebrity <laughs> action in my life. <laughs> uh, we thought we would start this week's show by talking about a film, The One and Only Ivan, available on Disney Plus from the twenty-first of August onwards.
3: Let's give him a great show, okay? The one and only Ivan. Why do they want an angry gorilla anyway? You're a silverback. He terrifies humans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not
2: terrifying. Should we preface to say perhaps we are not the demographic that that this this film is trying to aim for? Um thing
1: is you say that right, but obviously the film itself is aimed at young, and I would say young children. Like I think even kind of older kids might find this a bit of a slog. But that said, it is so starry and your average five-year-old isn't going to know who like Danny DeVito <laughs> right. is or Helen Mirren or Angelina Jolie. Yeah. so there is something in it for the grown-ups as well so this is all based around a
0: famous uh, kids book as well isn't it Catherine Applegate's children's book which was based on a true story about yeah, a gorilla yeah. who lives in a mall.
1: Yeah. He was looked after by a family and then he got two so then he became like a mall attraction for years and then the local community... Well, I don't want to say too much because it, it <laughs> will be a spoiler. The
2: real Ivan was in a mall for 27 years, never saw the yeah, light of day. Probably. and so, yeah. So in this kind of like... Sad situation. Um, they've managed to make a film that has a bit of heart, you know about mm-hmm. about a, 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 a you know Ivan voiced by <laughs> uh, Sam Rockwell, Oscar winning Sam Rockwell. Yeah, there's so many big yeah. stars on this, you know, like it's so yeah. starry. And, um, and his owner is played by Brian Cranston of Breaking Bad fame, and you know just being an all around amazing human being. And so Ivan is uh, 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 you know lives his life is very happy, being this like you know attractive. Action. And then one day, a baby elephant shows up, and it kind of changes everything for him. And so that kind of Darren goes into what the rest of this, uh, this, this, this heartwarming, you know drama for Was your heart and... warmed in no.
0: quarantine? Well, no, theory. it was really
2: strange. I mean, like, if are we going to go there? I mean, are we, are we going are we, are we to start breaking <laughs> this down? We're going to go straight in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, maybe we should just live, warm up to yeah. it slightly.
2: <laughs> Sorry. We watch so many things and that I would say within the first 15 minutes, we either get an idea of how this is going to play out or it, it there's a there's a hook that is like, gonna let us lead us through the rest of this film I, I love I love animal films you know like I don't mind these things it's like yeah. but like, I was watching this and then halfway through I'm like where is this movie going like I do not I, yeah. not I know nothing I just didn't know where this was heading towards and I'm just like uh are they gonna get lost in the forest is this gonna be a thing where they do a breakout and then whatever and then <laughs> does some is somebody gonna die Did you not- like I mean just the whole thing is just like oh I don't know and so um, I feel
1: like there's an irony in the in the film they're like oh this baby people love baby animals this baby animal is gonna save the uh save the show because they're all in the show and they're worried about the future and whatnot and it's like, ironically, it's like, but this film is just leaning on the animals yeah, to say the film. Yeah. Like people, they're expecting people to watch because there's all these very cute or very cool or very funny little animals in it. And obviously the graphics, you know, the, it goes without saying these days, like it looks incredible. Oh, yeah. Obviously no real animals used in the making. Um, but it isn't, There's like you say, it's it's very, very slow. There's not a lot going on.
0: Well, I love me a Guardian review and I thought they were quite on the ball (laughs) when they said there are some interesting briefly teased ideas about captivity and the psychology of animals who have grown reliant on humans they also silently resent. But as with so much of the film, they fade fast, silent with a dog fart. (laughs)
2: <laughs> there, you there you go Thank it's you, agenda. Agenda. you they, go.
0: Don't, they don't really talk about the captivity but, side of things but in the I orphanage. wondered
1: if that is because it is it did seem to me to be pitched really young I mean I watched a lot of kids films because I have a young child and this to me felt particularly young yeah. like it really didn't explore much in terms of darkness and even and i don't know if this is sort of credit to brian cranston but i found he was almost too likable to be kind of the villain of the peaks he he certainly wasn't like a traditional disney like baddie and it it was all very nice like very nice but this is all of course but disney's obsession with
0: doing live action remakes of various things isn't it I mean I know this wasn't a cartoon or anything but it's another sort of slightly weird uh, what are these animals animated or what and like Dumbo didn't do it really and Cinderella was Cinderella alright I can't really remember but yeah Yeah.
2: Disney's really into like redoing rebooting their their original ips and this is something new and i'm assuming with a huge cast like this this was aimed towards a theatrical release and then they made the decision must have been yeah, yeah. This, must have the decision been. That this is going to go to disney plus yeah
0: six years in the making yeah. apparently angelina jolie has been involved for six years and it's been passed between various different uh directors mm. as well and here
1: we are now as it sort of limps onto the streaming platforms all that said, I, d- I think if you have Disney Plus and you have young children, that they- this is, you know, perfectly. It's it's a it's a good watch in those terms. Like if you just want to entertain your kids for an hour and a half, they'll they'll enjoy it because it is full of animals that can do cool tricks and are cute and look look nice and it's not too challenging for them. So I think it is a good kids film for kids. But I think what we're used to nowadays is kids film also being for grown ups, yeah. and that's kind of what this is lacking.
0: We want more Disney Plus for this. More Disney. Um, Where's the grown-up <laughs>
1: jokes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, something's a little bit more grown-up. Baby Teeth, you've been raving about, Stevie. It came out in cinemas here, I think, last week, actually. But um, this was something we almost talked about, but we didn't.
2: Yeah, so it's out in cinemas in the UK. It already came out in the US uh, during June um, and went kind of in that premium VOD market because no one was watching movies at all. And um, it's it's called Baby Teeth.
1: What are you doing here? What are you doing
2: here? You make a habit of befriending girls that are significantly younger than yourself. Oh, my God. Mila's obsessed with that boy.
1: She's a smart girl. Mila? That boy has problems. So
2: do I. I've heard about Baby Teeth for a while, only because uh, the film went to Venice Film Festival, and then it it walked away with uh, the Best Young Actor uh, award with the lead, Toby Wallace. And so um, I was like, what is this film? And and also the fact that it's Australian, and and it's a small independent movie, and I just assumed that this was... I don't really know what to expect but then when I saw this I was like pleasantly surprised with with the tone, I mean you know, the, the acting, oh my gosh the actors are, are brilliant, it's got the Eliza Scanlon who was in Little Woman who uh, if you remember it was Beth in Little yeah, Woman. Beth. Wasn't
1: she. Yeah, Beth. Can we just very briefly talk about Eliza Scanlon being slightly uh, pigeonholed at the moment because, <laughs> the dying like, yeah, because she's like, in this film in her. she's very much kind of the lead character in this and she's undergoing treatment for cancer but it just struck me that the last thing we saw her in was little women where she was uh obviously Beth, yeah. who you know no spoilers but doesn't go well for and uh <laughs> <laughs> and then before that the reason i for- ever first heard of her was because she was in sharp objects where she was also very poorly Yay. so i'm like I uh Eliza, don't bring <laughs> you yourself I out love. of this mold. You don't need to play these poorly people. Yeah. You would be great as a well person. Come on. But <laughs> hey, it's always
0: going to come up. It's a, a yeah. niche to have, it isn't is true. it? It like, is like, die. oh,
2: we need somebody who's going to die. Who's a really good actor for that? <laughs> Eliza. <laughs> um, I have a weird feeling that maybe her next film, it's that Netflix film, film with uh, Robert Pattinson. And like, I mean, it's its <sighs> that one. And like, you know, nothing. That trailer looks so scary. And like, I have a weird oh, no. feeling that our Eliza oh, no. is not lost. <laughs> Oh that, no. that oh no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting it out there I don't know oh um, like, but in this one it's an interesting take on on a, a person who's kind of terminal because she is a 16 year old girl named Mila and um, basically she literally bumps into this guy who is just like this guy played by uh, a, loser. A, lo- well, like a loser.
1: He's like a loser, isn't he? He's a bit
2: of a, I mean, he's, he's a, he's, he's on drugs and, and he's just not the best kind of person that, that uh, a girl from a middle, upper middle class family would want to take home to her, fa- to her, to meet her parents played by Ben Mendelsohn, uh who uh, we all know is an amazing actor. And then, and then Essie yeah. Davis, uh, who's also game mm. of Thrones. I mean, these are, and so the whole movie is really just a four person character piece about parents mm. trying to deal with their daughter, particularly, potentially dying and a young girl um, knowing that her end might be near kind of choosing this boy who's a wild he's like a wild animal if you will like as her first love and so that is what we're kind of playing with and and thank goodness
0: it's a very different way of doing yeah, this sort of it's it's cancer type
2: role yeah though, it's smart it? and i think it is it's because the, the director shannon murphy was also a theater director and so she kind of understands staging and she really understands like kind of being able to tell the story without it being like cheesy which is the best part of this film mm. it's not a cheesy movie um And it's funny. It's weirdly funny, actually. It
1: is very... It's dark funny, but it is funny. And what I would... Because we're about to talk about another teen film as well, because there's two biggies out this week. And uh, the other one, I... I've got to say like I had it on a link and I was kind of quite distracted while watching it and like googling other bits and you know replying to messages and things like that and then I thought I'll just check out the first 10 minutes of baby teeth so that I've got some you know know Mm. a bit about it and I ended up watching a whole hour Mm. just like that because it is really compelling it's really um it's not an easy watch but it's a it's a it's a really compelling watch and I just think it's it's a really good movie actually it's a, it's and I'm kind of smart. almost a bit sad for it yeah. that it's probably going to be passed by a bit yeah. because of everything that's going you know, on at
2: the, the uh, I was thinking about this the, you know we will talk about the, the other film too um but it, you know Hollywood pumps out these kind of every year it feels like they pump out one of these tragic you know love stories where somebody is terminal or somebody dies from an accident and it's like the first love that just went away kind of thing and and here we have this Similar story, but it's told from a, a totally different angle, and in the process, mm-hmm. everything felt super fresh, and mm-hmm. and and I would say um, when the tears come. It deserves those tears, and you react as a viewer in a way that is like almost like it's it feels personal because you've you're so caught up in, 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 in what's going on with these characters and stuff. So, I mean, I may have ugly cried while watching Baby Teeth, so no. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Um, oh. but it's 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 darn good. I, I mean, I highly recommend you're allowed this.
0: to ugly cry, Stevie Wong, <laughs> in your little brown prison, <laughs> <that you've> got, <laughs> like, beige, I beige,
4: just look interior. and tear. I'm like, ugly crying. That's what <laughs> Uh, 10 more curtains, days of quarantine. Pride. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh God, why did you start quarantine with the sad film? Um, I mean. All
2: good. I don't mind. I, you know, there's there's other <laughs> right. things we can we, that we can distract ourselves with. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, as a small independent movie that's out there, this is definitely one of one of the better ones I've seen in, in, yeah. in years. So, you know, I I highly recommend this. And, and Claire, yeah. I can't wait for you to, to see how, because what I love also is the parents. They don't know oh, how- Their
1: relationship is fascinating. It's, it's, really, it's so and, fascinating. And as parents
2: trying to protect a child, they themselves are yeah. unraveling themselves. And I think that's kind of yeah. a really interesting way to, to kind of approach it too. Like no one knows what to do. And in a weird, yeah. in a weird way, maybe, you know our lead is the only one that understands that her end is going to be like this and therefore everything Mm. is about her trying to get the best of life before it ends which is so you know it's just it's it's a cool film i really appreciate it so yeah yeah
1: Yeah, i agree um and i think in sort of it brings into contrast the other film that they're sort of throwing them in together because they're both teen films Uh, Chemical Hearts uh, is uh, out on Amazon Prime from August 21st.
3: You are never more alive than when you're a teenager. Your brain is flush with chemicals that can turn your life into a story of epic proportions. And yet, by the start
1: of my senior year, nothing interesting had ever happened to me. Then, something finally happened. And this is... (laughs) the thing is compared to baby teeth it's just it's not as good like but it's not bad it is just so my so called life that Mm. I, I was just spent that entire time watching it feeling like I was sort of in some mad nostalgia trip. And uh, this is also like depressing because I I tried to mention this to our producer, David, who's much younger and cooler than me. And of course he didn't even know what my so-called life is because it's so long ago now. Oh my God.
2: Uh, David, if you're listening to watch a show now, just leave this, leave this right now and just just play on my so-called life and appreciate how amazing that series is. Thank
0: you. I mean, leave the podcast recording.
1: (laughs) But, um, Yeah, it's just, it is so emo. You know, there's like all the falling autumnal leaves (sighs) and like very emotionally, like over emotional teens who are just really haunted by their chemical. But
0: in a way, we're we're, we're owed one of these, aren't we? Because so many of the recent high school things
1: that have been on our screens have been all
0: lovely proper american high school yeah. fun
1: yeah this is a real change from your kissing booths and your uh, yeah. yeah all that kind of thing the thing is i kind of wish that it hadn't come out at the same time as baby teeth because you can't help but compare them and you can't help but say baby teeth is clearly better but it's absolutely fine, and uh, and I must give props to Lily Reinhardt. I've never watched um, Riverdale, but I think that's what most people yeah. know her from. So, but I I thought she was great in this. I'd kind of I yeah, like I said, I've not seen the show. She's so also an know. executive
2: producer. You know, after she did she did uh, Hustlers, like she's kind of feeling like you know what I can executive produce. You know, so so now she's yeah. uh, she's able to to kind of create content that that's like right for her, and and now she's slowly cre- you know having yeah. a clout to to get things greenlit this this is also based on a book uh by crystal sutherland called our chemical hearts it was a big ya bestseller um mm-hmm. you know uh, emo boys and girls were just holding the book and just look like, at you this you
1: well, know? exactly it's, <laughs> it's got that built-in audience vibe yeah. hasn't it like um and it, ha- it a little bit reminded me of a fault in us in our stars yeah. in that way in that it's kind of people are going to be you know like desperate to see this because they'll be such big fans of the book and i mean i I haven't read the book, so I can't say if they'll be disappointed, but it certainly does feel like, you know, if you're an emo teen clutching a book, (laughs) that you will clutch this film to as well. Um, I I mean, Um. unfortunately,
2: I was not a fan of this. And I think because we were comparing, you know, something, it's like Mm. one felt much more subtle and, and kind of therefore had more impact, whereas this one felt a tad basic to me, you know, yeah. and, and, oh. and very American, if you will, you know? And so therefore we were kind of dealing with cultures and how they kind of like deal. With it. Um, but I gotta say, I gotta give it up to our lead actor, Austin Abrams, who, uh, you know, if you've never seen him before it, you start seeing him in different shows all over. And every time he shows up on yeah. something, you're just like, Oh, that guy is really, he's been in, this is us. He's in euphoria. He, yeah. is, you know, and he just kind of like is everywhere, um, as that Guy, either he's like a good guy or like a bad guy. He just got that weird face that kind of like can m- morph yeah. into- And in this case, he's, I think he's got he's a bit really good in this ahead actually. of him. Definitely, yeah,
1: yeah, he is good. I think both the leads are good. I think Lily Reinhardt's really mm-hmm. good, and I think he's good. It's just that they're really good at being like emo teens yeah, which totally. to me just it just makes me roll my eyes slightly because I guess I'm just too old for that. <laughs> well,
2: no, no one's too old for emo teen movies, but like um you know, I think I think in this case it felt like uh for me at least watching good actors really try their best to make a script that maybe isn't as developed as it could be to Mm -hmm. to make it as gold as possible for them. And so that is A for effort, but somewhat a letter for the film itself on my end.
0: Well, should we lower the tone slightly and move on yes, to Trash it's TV? Hot. <laughs> hot. Oh, yeah. Hot yeah. TV. I mean, don't don't get too hot about this. But uh, yes, yeah. so this week uh, you've got Lucifer season five landing on Netflix from the 21st of August onwards. Lucifer's acting different.
2: Down there, time is different. I was in hell for thousands of years. A few things might have changed.
4: Lucifer 2.0. We're back.
2: How could you go home without me? I'm not Lucifer.
0: Lucifer told me he had a twin brother.
4: Nice to meet you. I'm Michael.
0: Now this is basically nonsense. (laughs) This is what I
2: don't understand. You've never heard of Lucifer prior for this? No.
1: What? Oh, see, I'd heard of it because there was such a kerfuffle when it got cancelled, wasn't there? I just remember there was, like, all these Lucifer fans. (laughs) They took over Twitter, didn't they? And they were like, bring it back! And then, yeah, it was a big kerfuffle. But I'd never seen it before.
0: One of the most streamed shows of last year, but then it also got cancelled, but then because it had been turned into one of the most streamed shows, season five, which was meant to be the end, which is the one that's airing now, they've just suddenly been told they're going to get a season six as well, so they're seriously trying to rewrite the ends again the cast must be elated
1: mustn't they it's like the gift that keeps on giving
2: but also you know um, there, there was a bit of a hold on, on the, the season 6 because they were like wait a minute our show's popular maybe you should pay us a little bit more money now and so there was a bit oh. of a uh, behind the scenes drama in terms of like numbers oh. and stuff. Ooh, yeah. great yeah. tea, thank Stevie you. Wong thank you well
0: as well if you want to catch up on the first three seasons as well it's various different streaming platforms isn't it yeah. so Amazon no. for the first See, three it's so weird
2: it's like when I clicked on it because you said that on the whatsapp and I was like oh really yeah. and on my netflix all six seasons all, all the seasons are like are there B-b- for me yeah. yeah so I don't Oh, mm, sorry if I'm giving out <laughs>
0: false facts <laughs> fake news fake news but-
2: <laughs> <laughs> the UK might oh. have a different like kind of you know distribution thing but like oh uh, yeah um, maybe yeah. but in the case of other places it's all it's all there for you to start from the beginning if you want to
1: <laughs> I mean I mean, get ready if you are because it, I mean, it's a lot isn't it five five seasons to get through <laughs> also, yeah. get I mean, through, but... <laughs> it's
0: just silly though isn't it you've got to get through like four seasons of silliness well please it's explain ridiculous. why is
2: it silly katie what is this whole so <laughs> if no one's ever heard of this like you what is lucifer
0: well, for, for one, for the first point that we should make, Tom Ellis, who's a British actor, yes. is the lead role playing Lucifer in
1: this. How has that passed me by? Tom Ellis' Lucifer is, is why Americans think British people are. Like like the stereotype that they think, you know, like, <laughs> he, yeah, I like he, you portrays, he just portrays that like stereotype kind of American perception of like Britain that he's like quite suave and quite like dry and I don't know it's very um yeah he's he's so, like a kind of gone wrong James Bond yeah I
0: mean let let me get this straight because I haven't watched clearly I haven't watched the last four seasons but Lucifer is now living in LA and had been. Helping a detective solve basic murder cases, and but they'd yeah, but fallen in love, and so he'd gone off again. And yeah, was living he somewhere back else. To
1: hell. I watched yeah. a recap and, and then an episode, and then it turned out I watched an episode from the wrong series, so then I had to watch another <laughs> episode, <laughs> so two episodes. Two episodes. <laughs> what? But basically, with one four minute recap and two episodes, I feel like I've seen yeah, the entire y- of Lucifer. Good. I'm not sure you need to watch the last four series if you just or five series if you just want <laughs> to catch up. So, you know, in those the US
2: Lucifer was actually on a a, a prime time network channel for, for the many years before it was cancelled before like people just Which decided, on the
0: basis of the acting would make sense because yes. it's very like Once a just week, prime you time got, you
2: got you know yeah. and then there are commercial breaks you know and so like that's how like the show plays out. Now when it moves to Netflix then we're talking about a what a 45 minute format Would no even they, they still have commercial breaks for like some what reason I have no idea <laughs> um, and, then, and, then, um, and um. then you know our Lucifer gets to be a little bit more cheeky, and 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 in the case of season this season five,
1: oh, yes, Maked. so you know, like, so if it's what you've been waiting for, fans. Um, <laughs> uh, there
2: is a bit of a, a twist this season because basically last season he went back to hell because you know mm-hmm. he felt like it was his duty to kind of take over the land that he's supposed to be watching over anyway, and and um and then he this in season five he shows up again, but it turns out it's not him. It's his twin brother. What?
0: (laughs) Come on. Is this not very Days of Your Life? Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) Soap opera.
1: It's got, got an evil twin. Satan's got an evil twin. Amongst all of the, like, you know, hell and evil twins and that, it is also like a police procedural. Yeah. So you do have, because he's helping this detective who solves murders. So there is also, like, your, your, like, your weekly murder that needs solving, uh, yeah. as well as all your other stuff. But this, this to me, made that, and I forget what it's called, but, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about a Sky um show with Michael, Sheen, who was like a serial killer, prodigal son. Yeah, prodigal yeah. son. I'm still like, with. Still I was just that like, I was like, oh god. Yeah, I was like, who is watching this? But I'll tell you, it's people that watch Lucifer <laughs> yeah, that exactly. are watching that prodigal son. That's <laughs> true. Probably. <laughs> Katie, I think you're gonna fall in love with the show eventually. Really yeah, i
0: have been forced to watch it by my other half, who, when I forced him to watch Lucifer, um, oh, I can't even use the word that he described, but he got so angry <laughs> being made to watch lucifer and the just the awfulness of the acting um for those who
2: are actual fans um heads up
0: sorry episode
2: episode 10 there's going to be a musical um yeah see i
0: want to uh, see this one but we don't have it on our screeners do no. we they're, they're releasing this in two halves we've yes. got the first eight episodes coming now of this season and then the last ten I think.
2: yeah coming and it has debbie end. gibson so we have to watch it i mean that's going to be amazing i know i know, I know.
0: Do you not now permanently associate Gibson with uh, being like having giant sharks or or crocodiles thrown in her direction? And all those she's always in the Sharknado films.
1: No. Oh, oh
2: yes, I, I was journey. like, what is she talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she is in Sharknado
1: films now. I don't think I've seen the most recent Sharknados. Oh yes. man,
0: I love oh, those Debbie. films.
1: Oh, damn. Well, me and the
0: uh, Gibson fan club We're obviously across our work a lot more than you do <laughs> I
2: know, it's true, it is true um, So yes, if this all If we've sold Lucifer right now I really think you should look forward To watching season uh, 5 of this series um
1: if you like things like (laughs) ncis and all that you'll probably like this because it is like a police you know there's like a murder to solve isn't there yeah yeah, there is yeah and there's like i just think it's quite amusing
0: in an awful awful hammy sort of car crash of a show way
2: speaking of car crashes the life of susie definitely is a car crash and mm. she's going to be dealing with the aftermath in i hate susie
4: so obviously it's not your husband's <laughs> i'm a terrible mother terrible wife slightly above average actress hey. i will not play the victim it is your greatest role to date oh mommy is gonna be your
1: princess So this is on Sky Atlantic and now TV from the 27th of August. And it was co-created by and stars Billy Piper, who's teamed up once again with Lucy Preble, who she worked with on Secret Diary of a Cool Girl, which was obviously, that was a huge hit over here. Was that a hit hit. in the US? Oh my God,
2: I loved it. Yeah. Um,
1: So this is their new eight-parter. Billy plays a uh, singer or turned actress who became famous through a talent show and uh, is now watching her life slightly fall apart after her phone gets hacked and uh, some s- sexy photos are uh, kind of released to the media and are out there <laughs> online yeah. uh, and we mm-hmm. see what happens um, oh yeah but what did you think I think I mean I like I'm a Billy fan anyway I've got a, a yeah. kind of bit of soft spot yeah. for Billy but I thought this was very good like very kind of compelling if a little tough to watch at moments it's an so it's interesting the, it's one the dark side of fame yeah. isn't it
2: it is. Um, and watching it unravel almost in real time is, is, is kind of, I think, where, where you're coming from in terms of how painful it is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most series, when we watch these things happen, it's not like this POV experience. So as each episode runs 35, 40 minutes, whatever, you're literally experiencing like this whole period of time of this one person like discovering the information and then kind of. It's not good, you know, and so... Um, and each
0: episode has a, t- has a title that sort of sums up what she's going through. So it's the stages of grief, like episode yeah. one is shock. The second episode is denial, then you go fear, then shame. And it's it's done in a really interesting way, isn't it? Because I guess we all know those... We've read these stories online, haven't we, about celebrity photos being hacked. But it does give you a real
1: insight into how violating something like this Mm. well yeah and that in that episode where she she's kind of having to manage a photo shoot going on at her house while her (laughs) world is basically crumbling around her and it is that kind of double-edged celebrity thing where you sort of have to present one face while actually your reality like your real world is happening elsewhere like i often think this like if you've got i don't know like a a day at a premiere or whatever a lot of celebrities if they even if they're having a bad day who knows what's going on in their personal lives they just have to like put on a face and go out and smile and do the promo and that's part of their work and yeah it's uh it's uh, it's, I just found it quite tough to watch, but in a, in a good way at times. Like it was just like, oh God, poor Billy, yeah. or poor you know. It's, it's very adult actually, as
2: this. well. It, yeah, it is. It is a very adult show. Um, what I loved about it was that it kind of feels like Billy's taking a b- out of out of her own personal life being a teen pop star one of them mm. the fact that she mm. was also in dr who and this character is also part of a very popular like sci-fi series but
0: almost to the point where she's had to now done, do interviews ahead of this saying it's not autobiographical everyone yeah just so exactly you
2: know. exactly <laughs> well i mean she she uh, she she co-wrote this so obviously this is uh they're tapping into things that she's familiar with.
1: Also, look out for uh, her husband in this, who uh, maybe isn't like the great husband that you might and in- first initially think. Anyway, he is played by Daniel Ings, who was in Lovesick. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, he was like the bad boy kind of uh, player in that. Yeah, I actually got the opportunity to chat to him about the show and asked him what it was like working with Lucy and, of course, Billy after they'd worked so closely together before
4: you know they crafted the character and the and the story together so obviously Lucy wrote it but it's something that they they'd obviously been working on together for for a while and was and was um dear to both of their hearts so it it felt very much like we were there sort of bringing to life their baby in a way and um uh it's, when those two get together they seem to i mean and and separately as well but when they get together it seems to bring up something quite special i think and uh you know, the character of Susie in the show is no exception, I think.
1: The show very much tackles the darker side of fame. Does it sort of put you off being in the limelight at all? Kind of some of those it, themes that it brings up.
4: <laughs> it does a bit, to be honest. I, I you know, happily, I'm not somebody who um, the press or the media is even remotely interested in, in in having in hacking their phone and um and, and this show is if ever that uh, you know an advert was needed for not being famous i feel like this show is certainly it um i mean not everything that happens in this show is directly related to susie being famous there's a kind of personal aspect to it as well which i think um you know given that most people aren't celebrities the people will be able to relate to anyway but um but yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't really want it. I don't wanna have this experience.
2: He he was in our favorite Ibiza Netflix series, White Lines too. I oh. mean that's I mean well no. Which, as side note did you see
4: that
1: Daniel Mays has confirmed no more white lines? That's yeah, not happening. Um
2: so uh, the the you know the creator, co-creator Preble, she says that they, they used a lot of they talked a lot about Lily Allen, Charlotte Church, even Britney Spears as kind of like influences to kind of see how their lives kind of played out. And so um there's elements of all of these things in this in this series. I won't say this is a laugh out loud comedy. It definitely falls under the black comedy yeah. kind of thing that we're, we're in the I may destroy you flea bag territory. Yeah. I mean um, did
0: did we mention it's adult it's very adult (laughs) episode one you've got uh what i'm trying to (laughs) how can you go into detail of what happens um Hmm. but there's there's like graphic things like she's so stressed out she has a very awkward poo on a toilet in episode (laughs) one and then (laughs) in episode episode two it just gets more they're doing loads of (laughs) drugs off of each other's various parts and things the way
2: it's set up also is a little bit of a mystery because they don't tell you First of all, you don't really know what the scandal photos are until no. almost the end of the episode one, yeah. and then in episode two, and then it there's like this. Unraveling
1: se- yeah, and yeah, no, there's loads of misdirection. It's good, yeah. like it's, it's a compelling. It's, yeah, it, it's a really good watch.
2: I did a bit of a deep dive to see who was cast in the series that they made announcements for because I I was just so curious about a certain oh, character and did that, you figure it yeah. out yeah. oh yeah i'll tell you about it afterwards but yeah oh, okay, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, the twist is this it, is also a bit of a mystery because as an audience when we really don't know how things are going to play out and and and, and they, no. they're really just giving us little like like uh, crumbs throughout each episode episode so.
0: two as well it's all set around uh comic-con because she plays yeah. this sort of former sci-fi star and it was actually filmed at last year's comic-con apparently oh nice well. so you got your, your geeks all as extras. Yeah. and we uh, haven't even yeah. mentioned the, my favorite dexter fletcher isn't it playing a washed
1: up yeah playing like uh, not a actor. nice guy <laughs> no <laughs> kind of puts me off slightly yeah my, uh,
0: crush on yeah. dexter fletcher yeah that would definitely yeah. put me
1: off but yeah this is a, this is a smart show i think it's definitely um it's saying something and it's it's well worth i think well worth a watch i'm really really enjoying it
2: the good news is, if you like, if, you, if you're curious about this, um, Sky's going to drop all episodes in one go. Oh, it's
1: so bingeable, isn't They're it? They're not mega long, the episodes, are they? Yeah. So you can, uh, you can whip through this one, which is yes. a good thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Katie,
0: hanging Come out with stars. Then, Katie. you tell us I mean, more about yeah. this. this is
2: like, yeah. You know like?
0: me. I'm rock and roll normally, <laughs> usually <laughs> hanging out with the rockers <laughs> backstage. I
1: give that vibe, don't I? Oh yeah, um, yes, oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a total. We loser actually geek. we named the podcast after your uh, reputation as a backstage oh, yeah. kind of rocker you yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying groupie? Because that's a um, um, polite, polite uh, uh, area <laughs> of litigation
0: we could get into. Um, yeah, so I have been uh, meeting Ronnie Wood, and I, you know, I was kind of thinking before I went into this: is Ronnie Wood probably the most famous? musician that i've ever interviewed and i think he might be actually because i mean there's not there's not many people that trump the rolling stones are there really short of getting paul mccartney or someone
1: yeah exactly that's what i was about to say you've only got the beatles who are kind of more well known than like multi-generational than the stones i mean they are massively up there and you know and pros as well like what yeah like Yeah. uh, uh, yeah always good to interview a really interesting celebrity that's been around for a long time
0: Well, always
1: good out of
0: curiosity as well to know how uh, diva-like they are or are not. And Ronnie Wood, perfect gentleman, turned up on time. It was on one of those appallingly hot days that everyone had. And now, is this gonna make me sound slightly pervy and weird? But he came in a different shirt, and so he had to change in front of everyone. Um, and he's got a good body, you know, uh, Ronnie Wood. Oh! Is that, oh. <laughs> is that
1: weird of me to say? It's not an Pretty. ounce of fat on him. It's very Well, light-wise. they have to be fit for when they're touring, don't they? Because it's quite like, oh, this uh, it's actual, like, and it's hard work physically standing on stage and playing yeah. guitar and whatnot for hours. So, yeah, good for Ronnie. There you go. For
2: those of you who don't know who Ronnie Wood is, do tell us about this Ronnie Wood that you speak <laughs> of. <laughs>
0: who Ronnie Wood is. Everyone knows who Ronnie Wood is. Um, Yes, so anyway, he's known for playing the guitar and uh, in the Rolling Stones, of course, but he also was in The Faces and and various other brilliant bands like Jeff Beck Group. Um, But I went to speak to him because he's got an art exhibition out. Did you know he paints? And actually, weirdly enough, he'd been painting, I think he started painting when he was a child before he'd actually even learned the guitar and stuff like that. So it's not something that he's just you know like flippantly sort of killing some time with. it's not a covid hobby actually... that
2: just pull like
0: <laughs> no no but you say that because just you wouldn't believe how prolific he has got during covid he was like yeah i didn't have anything to do so i was probably like knocking out one of these lockdown paintings about one a week got my studio got the paint out and it's proper sort of Artist that he's trying to sort of aspire to be like. There's lots of ones that have give you a sort of Picasso vibe and what have you. We mm. haven't said where this exhibition is, that would help, wouldn't it? So it's at um, this lovely big manor house, which is very close to where he lives, I think, uh called Ashridge House. And it's this summer exhibition which is uh, running for the next week or so. Um, but, yeah, he's got about 100 paintings in this thing. Wow. So I asked him a bit about painting, asked him a bit about music, um, but, but started by talking about the fact that a lot of people, I think, are surprised to think of this man who's this noisy rocker on stage having this quiet, sensitive side where he sits in a studio and paints. Um, but, yeah, he said it all happened when he was... Uh, he started off when he was a young child.
3: I was painting before I learned how to play the drums and the guitar, yeah. Yeah.
0: And what did that come from? Your family, did they sort of encourage that? Yeah, my brothers
3: were at art school mixing with musicians and it went hand in hand, you know. They were eight and ten years older than me, so little Ronnie was always getting in the way of of (laughs) their art school gang, you know. But they treated me with uh, a lot of respect and encouraged me when I was in grey flannels, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about going to art school as well, because, um, I mean, it it was so many musical talents as well as artistic talents emerged from art schools. It doesn't seem to sort of have the same... uh, We don't seem to be having that same sort of creative talent coming through now. Do you think perhaps we are... We're not doing enough to encourage that creativity in people these days?
3: Well, I would be the first to encourage young people to be able to give, uh, be given the freedom to paint like I was. I mean, at school, our teacher used to say, look, I'm giving you a project, you can either do it or not, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> and he used to leave the class when I was at Ealing Arts College, and the the, uh, the class was called Cybernetics, and none of us knew what the word meant. But we, instead of shirking off and, and skipping class, we used to say, okay, let's do this, let's give, um, he's given us a challenge to paint whatever it was and so we'd paint it and learn, we'd learn and...
0: Um, well I guess the thing is people learn in different ways don't they, aside yeah. uh, very nowadays we're all sort of concentrating on maths, English and academia, do you think perhaps we're doing enough to bring the creativity out in people?
3: That's true, I mean the trigonometry and the algebra that I learned at school I don't use very often, I must admit. (laughs) But I do use the skills of observation and to see beauty in things and try and transfer it onto the canvas, you know. And that is a great reward for me. And I think kids should be encouraged to just, Uh, ..be be able to paint and and be able to make music. And I would help in any way possible, you
0: know. Do you encourage your little ones to sort of slosh paint around and join in and
3: things? I do, yeah. Yeah? Uh, They make an awful mess as well.
1: (laughs) Oh, and his kids turned up. They
0: were very cute.
3: Oh, that's what
1: I was going to say. Did you see his kids? Were they cute? Yeah. Or Were they grown-ups?
3: I think
0: four of them are adults, but the twins are, I think, about three or four. And he was—he's just Aww. so sweet with them. Uh. He was saying, "Oh, they're going to come any minute now, so you'll have to meet them." Oh, and in classic like things you shouldn't do in a gallery, they—he went, "Come on, let's come on, little Gracie, let's have a look at the painting. Look at what Daddy's done." Picked up his daughter, little Gracie, sticky toddler fingers went, "Blah!" Right in the front of this big painting, oh, no. and everyone sort of went. And Ronnie giggles, oh So all of the entourage had out to giggle. As well. <laughs>
2: no, get him out, get him out, get him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's quite funny.
0: <laughs> uh, but of course, it would have been uh, remiss of me to uh, not ask about uh, what was going to be happening with the stones. So, as prolific as he's been producing all this uh, artwork during uh, lockdown, he's, yeah, I said, So, what's the deal? When do you know? What's going to be happening with the stones? And, and here's what he said.
3: Well, we're not holding our breath, otherwise we'd have all collapsed. But we are uh, sort of happily carrying on day by day, chores and enjoying our families. And but the thing is, there's got to be a time when somebody sorts out what we, you know, some direction of what we're going to do. Somebody's got to lead this thing.
0: Yeah.
3: And. Um, and say, OK, let's open the theatres, you know, let's do it properly. Let's get people in the football matches, let's do it properly, you know.
0: From a, a working band point of view, though, are you assuming at the moment it is going to be a few years before you're back out on tour, or just oh, not?
3: no, please don't say a few years. <laughs> I want to be out this time next year, for sure.
0: Yeah. And in the meantime, what, how are you coping? Practicing via Zoom? Are you a good on video conferencing or anything, or...?
3: Well, I've got those little girls, Alice and Gracie, to keep me uh, busy. As I said before, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I want this thing to be over soon, you know. Come on, yeah. let's get a vaccine and let's get a cure for this.
0: Could this mean that we see a new album from you guys? We know we released the track at the start of the lockdown, which was so sort of prescient, wasn't it? Yeah. The...
3: There's some it's lovely on. music on the hob, you know, it's it's on the... On the back burner we're bringing it towards the front of the, of the, of the hob <laughs> now but gradually the thing is we can't all get together at the moment to do it but um yeah i've been working on music um i've got a couple of albums ready to go as well um everything is you know life is on hold
1: oh yay so stones next year then do we think they'll be He's uh determined. I mean, if the festivals if the festivals take place next year, I could see the Stones doing like a big headline set. That'd be ace, yeah. wouldn't
0: it? Well, I think just judging from his uh, words that he said, he was just determined in no way to hang about. I mean, he he equally doesn't have any clue of how it's going to work. <laughs> the bit that I haven't played to yeah. is he was like, "Well, I'm sure couldn't we um we could just make it so there's groups of families, so families could get coaches together and they could stand a <laughs> <in> different. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, Ronnie." <laughs> I'm still not sure how that will work but um,
1: yeah
0: very hey, nice he's man. getting
1: creative he's an artist he's to get a creative solution
0: um, so coming to the end of the podcast things that we can uh, say up and coming do we ever get to because did we mention at the start of this podcast Stevie that you spoke to Claire's boyfriend Keanu
1: my dream dream. (laughs) you mentioned it
0: um well well, are you allowed to reveal in any way what we know
2: bill and ted has a new movie and um yes i was invited to chat with him and actually host a press conference uh for for the two it was alex winter and, and keanu reeves uh and they were so sweet
1: there is good news of course because although the film's coming out shortly for you in the u.s hence why you were doing the interview and stuff there hadn't been a uk release date but it's just just recently been confirmed and it's going to be in September. So we've oh, still got months to talk about Keanu. Okay. So it's great.
2: <laughs> it's interesting. He was actually calling in from, he was Zooming in from uh, Berlin because mm, they've started the filming cast,
1: Matrix 4 again. Matrix, oh. yeah.
2: So he's out there. The guy The guy looks amazing, Ooh, by the way. Great. I mean, Keanu. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on, mate. Like this guy just is so... Good looking, and and just yeah. Does he not have this well. sort of older
0: actor embarrassing dyed hair now? I don't know. I haven't stared at him close up.
2: Probably, but who cares? Okay, it's Keanu fine. Yeah, and on a zoom leg, it works. Why you, anyway, why are you nitpicking his to take hair? What's the yeah, yeah.
0: problem? I'm allowed problem. to criticize. Right. It's fine. He's not here no,
2: acting. Don't touch his hair. <laughs>
1: Okay, right. We must end things before we come to blows. Yes.
2: <laughs> if you want to talk about your Keanu uh, uh, love, also you can always email us at our at our wonderful uh email address which is backstage at sky.uk because i'm looking at both of you staring at me like does he know it does he know it? (laughs) and you know we we had a real and stevie got
0: an email we
2: got an email about pistol shrimps because you know that's that's what we talked about (laughs) last week and you know and we're not the only (laughs) people because it was trending for a second uh, on the on the twitter so we were on we were yeah there you go
0: Hashtag pin oh, pistol nice, shrimp. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So yes, thank well, you to Ben thanks for, for, the pistol <laughs> for asking us about the pistol <laughs> the shrimp pistol question. We bitter. don't know the
2: answer, but you know, there's the thing called Google.
3: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to talk
2: to us directly, uh, you can you can slide into our DMs uh, via Twitter and and. Uh, uh, An Instagram, Katie. Wh- where does somebody find you that way?
0: Confusingly, I am SpennyPix on Instagram,
1: but Sky Katie Spencer on Twitter, and I am Claire Sky Showbiz on Instagram and Scoopdog Sky on Twitter.
2: And I'm at Wongywan on both Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yes,
0: and Stevie is quarantining, so he needs all of the contact with the outside me. world he can <laughs> get at the
2: moment.
0: <laughs> on oh, your beige room, no. it can't be that long. Are they feeding
1: you at least, Stevie? Yes, yeah,
2: so I got some food just gonna eat a sad pizza
1: i'm thinking by next week we're just gonna see him looking like more stressed like (laughs) yeah yeah, like out (laughs) here (laughs) the curtains clawed Um, we've
2: got some really big shows coming in the next couple weeks and so you know i don't know what we can reveal or not but this is going to be a busy uh you know i guess fall is beginning and so there's a lot of stuff so uh keep coming back to us because um we we appreciate you
0: Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this ended on a slightly needy tone. Yeah, I, I mean, we'd be all, we'd be fine if you didn't come back, but yeah, it's I like cool, oh,
2: God. Nice you you, so back. you're that yeah, person. Well. You're like it's okay. You need to come back. Yeah, we'd
0: prefer it if you did. We prefer it if you did. And on that note, we'll speak to you very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.